0: I'll pretty much consume anything medicinally, especially if it's by the tablespoon.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to Hug and a High Five. It's a mom and daughter podcast journal. I'm Ingrid, I'm the
0: daughter. And I'm Vicky, I'm the mom. I'm trying to figure out how to be an adult. I'm trying to figure out how to parent an adult and live as an adult who is more than a parent. I live in New York City. And I live in Los Angeles. And this
1: is Hug and a High Five.
0: Hello, Ingrid. Hello, Mom. Waffles, syrup.
1: Uh, Pancakes. Blueberries, apricot jam, Mm, toast, scones, (laughs) Uh, eggs, eggs. I do like eggs. Mm -hmm. Spinach. No way. That can't be a favorite. Maybe it's not a favorite, though. You can just list your breakfast foods. Mom eats spinach for breakfast. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is a great one. And an occasional nutmeg Mm. on whatever oatmeal.
0: Oatmeal chocolate chip cookies.
1: (laughs) Yes. We are uh, listening out breakfast foods, as you can probably already tell, because today we're going to talk about food.
0: We thought we would talk about how our eating habits have changed, particularly in quarantine, but also just over our lifetime. Like, we used to eat bacon all the time, and now <laughs> we seldom eat bacon. I think quarantine is a good microcosm for, mm-hmm. like...
1: The rest of all of life, actually, because there definitely was a like the beginning of quarantine where, at least for me, there were a lot less rules applied and it felt like extended vacation. And then it got like longer and longer. And you look around and realize like, oh, I've got to keep taking care of myself, you know, (laughs) which is sort of like the beginning of adulthood, because when you're a kid, you're told what to eat and you might fight against that, but you don't really have a choice. And then you, like, get to college and you're like, bah, I can do anything. And then you gain a bunch of weight and then you look around and go, mm, okay, I should probably take better care of myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is a good picture of how we do it. Just w- when we're little, our metabolisms typically are really good. And um, then they start slowing down and then we become more sedentary <laughs> and then we change the way we eat. I remember when I was early in marriage, daddy's mom came over and we were going to have some people over. I got a little nervous about, oh no, I don't know what I'm going to make. And she said, do you have any go-to meals that you like to prepare? She said, I suggest having some go-to meals that you always can pull out. And she showed me about a roasted chicken. And so for a season, it was roasted chicken with vegetables, potatoes and carrots on the side. We would stuff it with lemon in the middle. So it'd be lemon, herb, chicken. It was very good. And that was my go-to. If somebody was coming over, I could have that prepared in a little over an hour and that'd be a really tasty meal. That's perfect. That's been
1: a good reminder, that little story, to think about, hmm, what are my like kind of go-to meals? Was there a go-to one in, in quarantine that you on a on a day that feels sedentary and like bah we're still in the house that you're like, oh, I guess I'll just make this again?
0: Well, our life has changed a lot because we went plant based a year and a half ago, which oh, yeah. some people call vegan, but dad prefers to call it plant based So he saw a doctor who is a proponent of plant-based eating speak live and then he decided that he would try it and then several of our relatives are plant-based. So we have kind of been eating that way. I eat that way about 95% of the time. I eat eggs once a week approximately, maybe once every two weeks and I eat salmon. I still am a fan of salmon. So Mm -hmm. I do eat that once a week or so. But otherwise, I'm really actually happy now eating plant-based, which is super funny to me because plant-based involves a lot of beans. So for me in quarantine, I'm really happy I have the Instapot, which is the newfangled pressure cooker. We had a pressure cooker years ago. But didn't have a fancy name like Instapot, right? (laughs) (laughs) So the nice part about the Instapot is it has a button that just is the bean button. So I didn't even have to calculate anything. I just put usually two cups of bean, dry beans in, and three cups, maybe four cups of water, and it's not quite two to one and push the bean button it takes 12 minutes to cook but then it decompresses for a period of time so yeah. it's a little longer I, I would say I give it like 45 minutes to an hour but I it's totally set and forget so then like the base of the meal is prepared and then I'll also, also make rice so rice and beans I was mm-hmm. thinking about it last night because last night was Monday and I had Beans, just like we used to when you were little, rice and beans yeah. for dinner. Yeah, yeah. Growing up, Monday nights was
1: always rice and bean night. Always is a kind of a big term for a but few for, years. <laughs> for a few years, yeah, mm-hmm. that was like really consistent, and it was a combination. At least w- the way that you described it to us, maybe in your head, it was like this is an easy thing because we got a lot to do on a Monday. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you presented it in some very constructive ways. One, to say most people around the world eat rice and beans in some form, almost, Mm -hmm. for their entire diet. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a lot of it. So we can appreciate that and be a part of that. Uh, Sometimes that was the night that we'd also read about uh, a missionary Mm -hmm. that we support. We supported. I was five. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was nine, whatever. To hear what they were doing and how they were serving their community in whatever part of the world they were in. Monday night was also choir night. So we mm-hmm. really did not have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. We came home, we did homework, we ate rice and beans, and we ran to 5 o'clock choir,
0: <laughs> right? 5, 5.30 choir, yeah. It always seemed too early to eat dinner, but it seemed it was too late to wait till after. So right. Sometimes when we came home, we needed a second dinner because it's not super filling, or sometimes we augmented it with avocado and tortillas and whatnot. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. that was the concept that that is the best that a lot of people in the world eat. So we're going to eat more simply.
1: And it's one of those things that sounds really simple, but I found so delicious Mm. eventually, you know, and I'm sure I complained about it some and there's different days when you would like try to make it more delicious by adding butter or whatever. But my memory of it overall, actually, is that it is a far more like flavorfully complex meal than you expect. (laughs)
0: That's good. I like making simple food like that with just food parts that you assemble together with a a type of bread or salsa or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's hard to think about having guests over with that. Usually Mm. I think about, oh, I want to make something fancier for guests. But it depends who's coming over. I mean, if our culinary friends come over, we have a couple of friend families that are chefs pretty much in their own right. And so I don't really want to just make rice and beans for them. (laughs) (laughs) But a, a lot of people, I don't mind. just this is what we're eating you get to eat what we're eating you're at our house and usually people are happy with it yeah so that is a nice
1: part of quarantine is that
0: people aren't coming mm -hmm. over (laughs) exactly we have had people over in our backyard socially distanced physically distanced but sitting together but then it is nice because you buy your own food so we have a we have a shared meal but I mean, a shared meal time, but you bring your own food. But you don't food. eat the same. Food. And then the the pressure, <laughs> the performance pressure of being a good chef is not important, right? So I got past the making of the roasted chicken in the first ten years of my marriage. Well, I would say that probably took me up to about fifteen years, <laughs> and good. then I started making cilantro chicken because I got oh, a yeah. recipe for that. Oh, I made white bean chili for a while, which was chicken. Oh, right with white beans. So that mm-hmm. was a version of that. That was a crock pot. And then I made cilantro chicken for a while. And that is with cilantro and lemon and parsley and chicken also in the crock pot. Very flavorful. And so in the past year, I have a version of that that I make with white beans or garbanzo beans without the chicken. So it's like lemon cilantro Bean Beans. chili. <laughs> no, but that does it's sound tasty. good as,
1: a, as like a flavor palette. Did you just like change that cilantro chicken recipe or did you find a new recipe that was similar?
0: I had a new recipe and then I realized how similar it was. Oh, gotcha. The thing that I've noticed though, without the chicken, the lemon gets really strong. The mm. chicken must absorb some of the lemon. But I find the lemon a little too strong without it. And so there's been several times I've made it and I'm like, oh, this is like bitter. So maybe I need to add, I kind of might need to add a sweet, I don't know, honey or something. I don't know how to balance out that kind of stuff. Is there any white wine in the recipe? I don't know why I'm thinking of
1: that. I mean, I guess wine is also kind of acidic, but white wines are so sweet. Sweet.
0: Yeah, they're sometimes used in recipes. I can't remember what recipe I used to use it in. I had a recipe where I would use vermouth in it. That's definitely a a
1: change throughout my lifetime in your household. Kind of along with the amount of meat that you eat is like the amount of alcohol you consume. No one was ever a big drinker in our house growing up, but dad has completely given it up now, just in the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. just for himself. And so you and I will have a glass of wine every once in a while when we're out at a restaurant, but, I mean, we Mm -hmm. see each other maybe three times a year, so (laughs) it's not very often. I have wine with my roommates now, but you don't have it so much in the house just to cook with or
0: anything. No, no, we don't even have vermouth in the house to cook with, which most plant-based things don't use it. They mm. use other spices and things like chili and things like that. It That's has true. been fun for us. Uh, we we have started, so we started watching different chefs. Like we would watch chef shows, Julia Child and Jacques right. Bepin, And now we watch Jane Esselstyn. And Jane Esselstyn is a plant based chef and she just cooks out of her kitchen with her mom. And it's super cute. She came up with this tomato chutney recipe. That dad made mm. over the weekend, which was really tasty, but it tasted like fall because it had apple cider vinegar in it and it had cinnamon and allspice, so it was like a Thanksgiving flavor. Mm. But it was quite sweet, actually. It was it because it had rice vinegar in it. I don't know, it was super interesting flavor, and we put it on top of eggplants. Oh, yeah, that we cooked like. Pizzas because mm-hmm. eggplant when you cook it when you slice it an inch thick it really stays, thin it's no not really thin thick an inch thick it stays oh. um, it stays sturdy enough for you to pick it up oh I see I see I, see.
1: I actually was just going to say that that I think more vegan foods end up with uh, Mediterranean flavor palettes there's a lot more equatorial warm spices cumin yeah things like, you find yeah. on the equator actually yeah I
0: guess so yeah but I haven't gone away from griddle food. Oh, yeah. Our breakfasts
1: were still (laughs) mostly carbs.
0: (laughs) I still like my griddle food. Although what I have totally changed where I said spinach is last year we were eating oatmeal more as plant based. But then oatmeal is a a lot of carbs. And so somewhere along the lines, we got the idea of having spinach. So we would get frozen spinach and uh, frozen blueberries. And then we would add a little bit of oatmeal to it. So now I add ground flaxseed and chia seed, but it's mostly spinach, frozen spinach and frozen blueberries that I defrost for like a minute in the microwave. That's my breakfast. And I actually say it's really satisfying because it holds me over the longest. It keeps my blood sugar right. the most maintained. It doesn't
1: spike the way carbs would. hmm Sometimes you use cooked oatmeal, but sometimes you use just raw oats with like a
0: little milk, like your own little cereal. Right. I usually have raw oats and I don't usually eat even put too many oats on there. I usually just use the flaxseed. You are sort of the queen
1: of odd breakfast foods
0: for the... (laughs) For the sake of your health
1: or your gut health, in the last, I don't know, five or six years, you've tried lots of different things. There was a while when you ate sauerkraut with every meal, and I just couldn't understand the sauerkraut in
0: the morning thing. Oh, yeah, like a tablespoon of it.
1: Didn't we? you have us all take like tablespoons of apple cider vinegar or something in the morning?
0: Apple cider vinegar is good for you. I We had liquid fish oil.
1: Oh, fish oil. That's not a safe.
0: Yes, it tastes awful. Now I take it in capsule form, but I did for a while. I'll do anything. I'll pretty much consume anything medicinally, especially if it's by the table. She will consume,
1: when we say anything, we mean anything medicinally.
0: (laughs) But uh, apple cider vinegar turns my stomach by itself, and I don't like the smell of it too much.
1: I guess what I'm thinking of probably is the fire cider.
0: Oh yeah, but that's only when
1: you're sick, which is basically people do that all the time now with like juice shots and there's like ginger shots that, yeah. you, that they sell in grocery stores. But you can make your own. You just like really ferment the onion and the ginger and the garlic and all the kind of gross things that you know are really good for <laughs> cleaning your body. And then you just like take a shot of it in the morning when you feel it's good bad
0: for your immune system. Yeah,
1: very much works when you feel like you have a cold but it
0: tastes gross. (laughs) Yeah, it is supposed to boost your immune system. I made it by the vat. A friend of mine showed me who's a naturalist. She showed me how to make it, so I made it by the gallon hmm I definitely go through phases. Yes. like, this is what I have all the time, and then I forget about it, and I'm like, oh, well, I haven't had yeah. that for a long time. That's called recipe ruts, I think.
1: Oh, yeah? Do
0: you get in recipe ruts?
1: Yeah, I, do, I totally do. I mean, we're definitely creatures of habit, and in some ways, I like just having the same thing all the time, and I know how much money I'm spending on food that week, and, you know? Mm. I definitely have switched my eating, though, over quarantine, because the first month or so of quarantine... As everyone else in the country, I ate a lot more carbs and I drank a lot more wine (laughs) because everyone was home and I was still going to work. But there was just like this weird different feel, you know. Mm -hmm. So I ended up eating a lot of avocado toast, Mm. like ricotta cheese toast, which is really good, too, or like things like that toast things (laughs) because it feels filling in the moment. And with something like avocado, it feels like healthy enough. It's a healthy fat. (laughs) It looks green anyway. And then you have another one because you're hungry again in however many hours. And that started to catch up with me a couple months in and I was like, gosh, I got to switch this up. This is not good. Mm. So now I've been much more conscious about basically when I eat bread <laughs> to just like help keep myself sort of consistent not necessarily weight wise although that has helped with that but just like lighter and more energetic and less I don't know blase so instead I figured what I like about bread at breakfast time is mm-hmm. the fact that we eat it right after we work out and so my mm-hmm. body is looking for carbs mm. but you can also get those kind of more complex carbs from fruit Mm -hmm. and it's the same amount of like sugar going into your system to sort of revitalize you Mm -hmm. so now I've switched to sort of as a rule you know not super strict about it but pretty much only having protein fats and fruit for breakfast Mm. The other thing is that usually in my life, I over schedule myself 100%. And so meals on the go are the way to go because I don't I, <laughs> I don't have time for sitting around for 20 minutes, which mm. is hilarious because I really do when I do that in other times of my day on YouTube far too often. Mm. But then when it, it doesn't feel productive to me anymore. I don't know. That's a different subject to get into. All that to say for lunch, I've started just drinking really big hearty smoothies Because you have a super Vitamix blender. Yeah, because you got (laughs) me an incredible ninja blender. All thanks to you, Mom.
0: Do you put protein powder in that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I put a a fat and a protein
1: powder and a couple other frozen things. What I've enjoyed really lately is frozen grapes because they're remarkably sweet.
0: Oh, in the blender? Frozen
1: green grapes, either berries or mango, depending on what color I want my smoothie that day. A a large helping of peanut butter or half an avocado, Mm. a full scoop of hemp protein powder and spinach, frozen spinach, like equal parts fruit and frozen spinach to get some greens in there, and then some oat milk. And I like it so thick that it's almost ice cream. Like it doesn't pour out of the. Oh, you eat it with a spoon? Smoothie maker. I I have to like scoot scoot it out. Into my giant straw cup, and then I can take that on the
0: subway and eat it up to going to work, and then that tides me over for the the next four hours. Yeah smoothies are a great way to get a serving of green in Mm -hmm. Definitely a serving of green, serving of protein, serving of fruit Yeah, They're a nice on the go kind of meal I get in a way I don't like to make salads But I realized a lot of it is that I don't like the romaine in the package from Trader Joe's Oh yeah? It's too like compacted Mm. And then kinda gets bruised. No, I just I don't know. I don't like the texture of it or that it's hard to eat. I guess if we make sometimes we make chopped salad now and we actually put our lettuce, which seems already kinda easy to eat, but we put it in the food processor. Cuisinart, mm-hmm. and it gets like little bitty bite size, like coleslaw, mm-hmm. and uh, then I don't mind eating it. But I like eating the loose leaf romaine from a regular grocery store. So sometimes I just go buy. I know it's so odd, but I don't like the way it tastes as much or anything. Hmm. But I like the other bags of lettuce. So, mm-hmm. and then just in the past week, Daddy has been making a really nice vinaigrette with dill and a couple of different kinds of vinegar and different herbs and so honey he puts into so it's good we get in in uh, vinaigrette ruts also where we're. oh just yeah like, um, this is the only dressing I make right now so <laughs> it's nice to have different flavors of dressing so he's made that with a little mustard and honey so it's been a little sweeter we put that on top of our arugula salad and arugula is a little bitter that's pretty good
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like arugula on its own. It's fine within a salad mix of other salads and it's good on a sandwich cuz it, it kind of mm-hmm. cuts through all of the like bread
0: and meat and mayonnaise thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't like it on its own. Too peppery. Yeah, with this sweeter dressing, with a uh, like honey Dijon kind of mm. dressing, it's yummier. We do a fair amount of roasted vegetables too, but it's been so hot the past 2 weeks that we have a sign on our oven that says it's too hot. Don't <laughs> turn on the oven. <laughs> wait wait two weeks for this. Think of something else to
1: cook. That is good. Yeah. I do love roasted vegetables. I, for a while, was doing that. Recently, I've just been doing pan vegetables. I mean, that's the thing. I think when people come over, I do think a little bit, little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, one-pot meals are my favorite thing because you just get on a roll chopping things and you... Mm-hmm. You just choose to chop them in the order that they need to be cooked. And so as they, this is cooking, I just chop the next thing. The, the next thing. And as soon as it's chopped, I throw it in there. And it's also like the the more you add, the more servings you end up having. And then I have like four meals for the week. And you just add a can of beans and it stretches the whole thing out. I, yeah, I definitely like the one pot meals. Those are my favorite. And they taste delicious. And you can use all the same ingredients every time, but change the herbs You add, and it feels like it's coming from a different part of the world.
0: Yeah, we did that on Sunday with those roasted vegetables, the tomato chutney we made. That was one flavor. And then we had like more, even though it was still tomatoes, it was salsa flavor. So it was slightly different herbs. It tasted very different. It was very funny. Uh, Pizza sauce. It was pizza sauce flavor. So... More More oregano, more basil in it. Definitely no basil and oregano in our chutney. Dad was very specific. No basil. I was going to say, yeah, that wouldn't be
1: chutney. That I don't think (laughs) (laughs) it would just be crushed tomatoes. Yeah. Well, it definitely this is a far cry from the way that you grew up in Minnesota, and um, we've continued to uh, evolve, listeners. I hope this gives you some good suggestions of Mm -hmm. new things to try. One of my roommates has a Blue Apron subscription, which like sends you a box Mm. of two meals most weeks though you can like just skip a week so it doesn't come and so she just skips it each week so that we don't have to pay for blue apron all the time because we don't need it all the time but every once in a while she forgets to skip it and then we get two blue apron boxes (laughs) and that's fun too because they're like exactly the right amount of ingredients they're so easy to make they're really delicious But they also leave you with the recipe card. So we now have this little stack of Blue Apron recipes. And we talk about, ooh, this actually was super easy. I think maybe the next time we have people over, which is going to be a while for COVID, but we could choose one of these meals (laughs) because we know they're delicious already. And it'll only take a little longer to supply the ingredients ourselves
0: this time versus having it within the Blue Apron box. So Blue Apron is a pre-selected set of groceries For a recipe.
1: Yeah. The box comes with two recipes and you can specify your Mm. dietary needs in it. And then you just take out all of these Mm -hmm. little bags and
0: use them. There's another one called imperfect produce.
1: Oh, we use that too. But the concept is that farms would send you all the produce that they can't send to grocery stores. Yeah. Oddball sizes. Yeah, exactly. The eggplant has a second growth on it or the (laughs) pepper whatever. We kind of laugh because it's turning out to be like any other groceries. There's not actually a lot different about them, we've learned. Sometimes there's something odd, but I think the amount of weird shaped or sized vegetables is probably actually not enough compared to the business that they take. Mm. So now we just get random vegetables, but that's kind of fun because then you are challenged to use this vegetable that you don't usually use.
0: In a new way. Yeah, we have, so uh, staple ingredients for afternoon lunch and dinner would be onions and garlic yep. to be kind of a base and things. Although dad's palate for garlic has kind of, um, he likes more garlic. The last time he made something, Audrey and I, it was way too much garlic for us.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say
0: Dad's palate
1: for garlic had like fizzled out, and I was going to be so shook because Dad uses garlic for everything. So I'm glad (laughs) that's still part of his personality. It's quite strong. (laughs) But that's true. Onions make everything better, and garlic is a good second. Also, I use the everything but the bagel spice for everything in my cooking kind of for that reason that's the spice from trader joe's Mm -hmm. it's a good mix because it Mm -hmm. is mostly salt and garlic um Mm -hmm. with like some sesame seeds which is a nice little placement of depth or smokiness but mostly it's Mm -hmm. just like a nicely pronounced garlic flavor (laughs) hard to beat
0: so we like our griddle food in the morning but sometimes we have vegetables we like our salads we and have certainly a lot of beans now. We try to mix up between the rice. We add in quinoa sometimes instead, or a uh, yam. A lot of times we'll oh, yeah. do a potatoes yam. are great. Yeah, uh, for desserts we have started to eat more frozen fruit that we just just thaws a little bit hmm. instead of ice cream or a, f- a frozen dessert. Yeah, cashew cream mm-hmm. <laughs> or sorbets. We have that. We I probably eat a little less chocolate than we used to, but there's still chocolate in our diet. Oh yes, I don't actually <laughs>
1: bring home a lot of chocolate, which is odd. Really, I don't have it in the house a lot. But I also purchase one thing every day that I go to Trader Joe's, and it's always a chocolate item. I just purchase it within the day. <laughs> what do you, What do you usually get? Um, oh. Flip flops, one of the like one dollar items, which with my twenty percent discount is like eighty nine cents. <laughs> The little bag of chocolate-covered almonds, the little bag of peanut butter cups... If I'm feeling Uh wild, because that's actually a lot more sugar. It feels like it's like a lot more. They also now have just like the two larger peanut butter cups in a bag that isn't peanut butter. It's like sunflower butter. And we just came out with one that's almond butter cups, but it's like the larger classic sized Reese's sized ones. I did not like the sunflower butter ones, but are the almond butter ones good? Yeah. The almond butter ones taste the exact same as the mini almond butter cups that we already sell at Trader Joe's. Mm. I The sunflower ones have grown on me, actually. They are a slightly mm. less sweet, and they're kind of smokier flavor just a little bit, the way that sunflowers are, sunflower mm. seeds. But I like that. I find that it's more filling for me or just, like, satiating in the mm. sweet department. So
0: I always get one of those at the end of the night. The chocolate doesn't keep you up late at night?
1: Well, I eat it at 9, and then I'm at work until 11,
0: and I go Oh, to yeah, that's at 12. true. I actually like cacao nibs. Mm. So I like the really, 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 really bitter chocolate because yeah. it's, like, that—it satiates that— cravy for something bitter and chocolatey, mm-hmm. but it doesn't keep me wanting more. Yeah, Because if I eat like chocolate chips, then I want more because of the sugar. Right, know? right. So I like that. That's that's a good alternate right there. We used to have, if we got takeout, it used to be much a lot more American style takeout. Now when we get takeout, because we eat mostly plant-based, it's actually more ethnic from around the world. We get more, a lot of Indian food. From their chana masala, we get uh, Thai food. Those are our two like, main go-tos. Yeah. So these are our meals that we eat.
1: Yeah. and <laughs> kind of um, the way that we eat. Let us know what yours are. We always want new suggestions from wherever you are mm-hmm. in the world or whatever traditions you eat. We'd really love to hear from you about that. So email us. Yeah. Well, enjoy all your food today, Mom. I'm about to go make mine. <laughs> you too. All right. Have a good day. I love you. Thanks. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hug and a High Five. Yep. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to suggest a topic, ask us a question, or share your mom daughter story, please email us at hug and a at gmail.com. That's hug and at gmail.com. All words hug and a high five podcast at gmail.com. Have a great
0: week.